1: What's up, you guys? It's December 21st. It's Sean Rossap. It's fightful.com's post-Raw Review. Uh, in the technical sense only, uh, we will find something to talk about on this show, but leave a thumbs up, subscribe, tap that bell for notifications. If you're watching on youtube.com slash fightful, I'm joined by Denise Salcedo. Denise, how you doing?
2: By the way, I was trying to do like a really cute wink, and then it didn't work out, so I just started doing this for like no reason. By the way, were you trying not to laugh at the beginning of this? <laughs> I can't
1: okay, no help way. it. I'm talking I, I about
2: something help. totally different now.
1: <laughs> what? Yeah, like I think I think we we froze up a little bit there, but wh- oh. whatever, whatever. Um, yeah, yeah, you are freezing up on me. Oh well, we'll figure it out.
0: And my we'll figure back? it out.
1: I see you looking confused right now. This is fantastic. This is exactly what we hoped wouldn't happen. and Please, am I uh, back Oh my gosh. I'm gonna remove Denise from the stream and ask her to <laughs> and ask her to uh sort of fix that. And while I have you guys here, I'll go ahead and get through the plugs. Interviewed the Young Bucks. It's up today. We talk about their WDB negotiations. We talk about why they left Ring of Honor in New Japan. It's a good talk. I interviewed Kevin Owens last week. Uh, We talked about why he retired the stenalizer. We talked about Roman Reigns, all kinds of good stuff. Interviewed LSG last week. Talked to him about not having a Ring of Honor contract. Talked to him about the mocap he's going to do for the virtual basement game. Uh, Interviewed PCO last week. Lots of stuff there. Lee Moriarty, one of the hottest names on the indie circuit right now, spoke to him as well. Check that out. We have some other plugs as well. Uh, Am we I have, back? You're you're back technically until you freeze up again.
2: I don't know what happened. I ran a speed test. It says I'm fine.
1: Mm, we'll see. Let me know, guys, if if all is good. But uh, also, guys, follow our Twitch. We have just started a Twitch. It's Twitch.tv/slash Fightful Gaming. We're going to get started with some testing this week as well. It's going to be a free-for-all over there. You guys have been taking really well to our gaming content. So go over there, twitch.tv slash Fightful Gaming. And the last plug that I have, we're bringing a Clips channel to you guys. YouTube.com slash Fightful Scraps. It officially launches January 1st. But this week, I'm going to give you guys the epic triggered rant compilation. and. The Shooting Softly compilation. Just wrestlers saying nice things about each other. Hot dog. Denise Salcedo.
2: I'm scared to talk because I don't know if I'm frozen or
1: not. I don't know. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. You know what, Denise? I can carry a show on my back. I do it when you're on the show. I can do it with you off the show. Oh, jeez,
2: no thanks, Sean. You know what? If I would have known, I wouldn't have sat. I could have. I could have taken a nap those three hours. I could have taken a nap. What? I could have. Uh, you know, I don't know. Done something. I would be right now, not sitting here. I could be relaxing, watching Seinfeld. Something. Yeah,
1: you are a Newman. Guys, donate a Super Chat, get those questions or statements in, and we'll read them on the air, kind of like our buddy Throwback27 here, who says, hope you guys have a good show. Merry Christmas, guys. Well, if you're in the Christmas spirit, I actually do have one more plug. We're doing a holiday stream, 9 p.m. Eastern, Tuesday night. Uh, We're going to have a lot of staff on there. Uh, All the Super Chats will be matched by Jimmy Van and will be uh, split up accordingly among non-contracted staff. I ain't getting a cut. I, I already got that that new contract, Denise, so. Wait, does
2: that include me? Am I getting paid for this?
1: Yes, of course you are.
2: Oh, okay, well, then I'll be there.
1: Okay, well, then she'll be there. The Nerd Guru says, Legends Night, pal. Geezers equals ratings. Vince McMahon, probably. That is Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon does think that. Uh, Vince McMahon does rely on these people to pop a rating. I was surprised to see Carlito named there because we haven't seen him around in a long time.
2: Yeah, I kind of thought it was funny too, because I think they had like all of these big names, right? And then they had Carlito. Now it's like, I love Carlito, but one of these things ain't like the other. Yeah.
1: I think he could have been. I think he could have been a really great talent. He could have been very special, but I, I don't know if you remember the promo that Ric Flair cut on him. Do you remember that?
2: Remind me a little bit on that one. Oh,
1: it was fantastic. And it led to them teaming together. But Ric Flair, very gracious for his spot in his old age kind of saw Carlito leaving the venue early with, with Tori Wilson within the show. And it was set up to really light a fire underneath Carlito. Cause he legitimately had this reputation as a guy who was lackadaisical and didn't care. And he's and Ric Flair's like, Oh, you're not hanging around to watch this world title match. He's like, you're, you're taking advantage of this. Like that was, that was a legitimate feeling about how Carlito acted backstage and they kind of put it on TV and it was good stuff. But yeah. Uh he's he's still pretty young, I think. How old is he? He's I don't like know. oh he's forty one. Okay. So he's not young anymore.
2: Uh, come on, Sean. That's young. I mean he just insulted so many people on this stream.
1: No, I mean like from the from the aspect of oh, maybe he'll come back to WWE and hey, we saw MVP come back, so maybe.
2: I think forty one is perfectly fine. It's a perfectly fine age. Plus I feel like nowadays people are aging slower.
1: Yeah, that's true. Look at me. I'm beautiful. The Nerd Guru says, you guys make Monday bearable. So many problems at tonight's show. Oscar got a job or entrance. Flair hasn't changed her character in three years. Stale. Uh, Charlotte has not changed her character in a very long time. And tonight was a pretty good display of that. I don't agree with the job or entrance thing. That's just something they do to save time now. They should do it a lot more. I don't need to see everybody's entrance every week, Denise. But how do you feel?
2: Well, I feel like it's a three-hour show. So at some point, I think those entrances, if we're not getting entrances, we're just going to get triple the amount of packages that we're already getting. And for me, the packages feel like a lot, especially as somebody that watches everything. I don't always want to see, you know, all of these things reminded to me. Cause I'm like, Oh, I just saw this. I just saw this. Like I've seen this a million times. So I kind of prefer like something's going to happen if they don't, if they cut down on more entrances, then we're just going to keep getting more packages.
1: Well, if you want to give more packages and you want your package to feel like a lot, check out our friends at BlueChew.com, Code Fightful. Oh, that's right. No matter if they've seen it a hundred times, when you give them that package via BlueChew.com, Code Fightful, you're giving them that performance, that enhancement. You don't have to have a problem to use BlueChew. It's about that confidence and that performance. Check it out, my friends. You don't have to wait in line at the pharmacy or the doctor's office because it's prescribed online by Bluetooth affiliated physicians who get you the active ingredient that you need and it ships straight to your door. What a deal. All you got to do is pay $5 shipping. You know, the USPS guys are overworked right now. So throw them a bone so you can throw her or him a bone of your own if you know what I mean. You get your first shipment free when you use that code Fightful. This stuff has the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work, but it's a chewable, so it's ready whenever you are or whenever you're not, as I like to say. Just a good old time with BlueChew.com, code Fightful. Denise, I never do it this early, but Yeah, my God, here you're we are. You know?
2: out. I wasn't expecting a blue chew plug like a couple minutes into the show. Well,
1: well, you know what? When when people do expect expect a blue chew plug, they can expect something special. Dilo Dig says if you want to give someone a thunder cookie, use blue chew code fightful. What So does that I mean? did
2: hear that right. AJ Styles said that today, Thunder Cookie. And I was like, what is a Thunder Cookie? And then I thought that I heard that wrong. There was a lot of things on tonight's show that I thought I wasn't listening to properly. The whole Shayna Blazer. You know how many times I said Shayna Baszler (laughs) to convince myself that I didn't hear things right? Uh, Andrew Garza tonight, Thunder Cookie. What else was there? I'm sure I missed a few, but there were some moments today where I was like, did I really hear that?
1: Hannah says, Sean, 41 is not old. Well, not for you, Hannah. That is uh, barely scratching the surface. Don't inquire about Hannah unless you're a smooth 50, maybe. Alec Farmer says, have a Merry Christmas, SRS and the Fightful crew. Thank you, guys. If you want to wish us a Merry Christmas, I encourage you guys. The uh, holiday stream is already up. Go ahead and donate a super chat on that one. We would really appreciate it, and it would help out our staff as well. Ray Callahan says new BTE is a great Christmas movie. Great interview SRS. I haven't watched BTE today yet. Have you? I haven't either. I'm so
2: behind. I'm behind on everything. Like all the new stuff on the network. I haven't watched yet. Like I need to like tomorrow. I think tomorrow is the day where I'm going to sit down and I'm going to watch things because I'm behind.
1: Aaron entertainment says thanks SRS for popping into my show earlier. Well, Hey, we appreciate your support all the time. I thought I'd swing by and say hi so i i appreciate you, you just my friend Wanted some attention
2: sean you were like oh i gotta come in here and make a cameo because the whole world loves sean raw sap
1: let's go ahead and talk about the charlotte situation kevin langhoff says charlotte nasca defending the titles on smackdown we do not need charlotte on every show it didn't work last time when will wdb learn but a stacked smackdown regardless yes I'm actually going to be excited to cover SmackDown this Friday because you have that. You have Big E and Sami Zayn. You have uh, Owens and Reigns in a cage. And quite frankly, I'm taking like a rare weekend off. I'm not working Thursday, Saturday, Sunday. I'm feeling like Riccicino over here. Boo. But uh, I know. I'm, you know, I'm it's feeling- people
2: like you. That means people like me got to work. Because Chino because he's having babies and it's the holidays. All of a sudden, <laughs> I got to come into work.
1: It's gross. He's having kids. What's he thinking? What's he thinking? But I am coming into work on Friday night and I'm very excited to cover the show. What do you f- feel about Charlotte already being all over this program?
2: All right. So first of all, I think people are not seeing the half, the glass half full here with Charlotte. 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 Okay, so first of all, you should know that I'm a fan of Charlotte, so I'm going to bring a different perspective here. And the perspective from that is that a lot of people are like, oh, she's overused, you know, everything has to be about Charlotte, right? But I think that we could use that to our advantage where she can help continue to uh build and elevate the other girls that aren't necessarily just there yet and you're gonna get uh, a challenger that isn't there yet is gonna get over by working with somebody like charlotte so obviously it depends on how they book these storylines you know i'm seeing here i'm seeing the potential here and i think it depends on whether or not someone wants to see that but i do think that having charlotte back is a wonderful idea because dude Come on! Like even yesterday, last night, like the second she got into the ring, I mean, it was just like dynamic action, nonstop with her. And I feel that that is something that has been severely lacking right now in the Raw women's division. And right now, you know, it's just been a bunch of you know random tag team pairings. We're getting used to all of these people, you know, uh, tag, you know, becoming becoming tag teams. And so I want to have something, somebody like Charlotte there to sort of you know just make it exciting again, or at least, and we do need more people though like this just can't be a Charlotte thing we need more people to a get built up and we need more people to also work with somebody like Charlotte to work with Oscar to work you know with Mandy and Dana and so on
1: yeah I'm in complete agreement with that you got to develop more teams you got to develop more for what's going on here Oscar should not be relied on all the time and really the women's champion should not always be relied on to to be the champion in this situation The reason you have these titles, Denise, is because they had so much female talent that it was, is that in between period. It's like, okay, we don't want to put a secondary title there. We want to highlight multiple people. The reason you have those tag titles is so at least four people have something to do at all times. The two champions and two challengers, like instead they consolidate all of it and they minimize the importance of what's on their show. So, at any given time instead of multiple stakes you have well one because that 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 champion or that women's champion is also the tag team champion um, also I, i'm just so done with that the promos charlotte naya shayna dana mandy these were god awful these were so bad i don't i don't know who's either writing these or having them deliver them these ways it's so bad It's so bad.
2: Well, I think what happened at the top of the show is that, you know, you have Charlotte uh, music, Charlotte music hit and you're thinking, okay, you know, obviously she made her grand return. Let's have her come out, talk to the people. I mean, tell us like a why she's been gone or just, you know, hey, I've missed you. You know, she's obviously a baby face now, so she's got to come in and she could, you know, give the, you know, the rowdy. I'm back. I'm in the Thunderdome type of speech. But this felt more of like, yeah, I'm friends with Oscar now. And it really wasn't something that felt genuinely authentic to Charlotte. It felt different from what obviously different from what we normally get from Charlotte, but it just didn't really connect with her in that sense. And then everything else that just happened in this entire opening segment felt a little convoluted where it was like, okay, are we focusing on Charlotte here because she's back? Are we focusing here on Charlotte and Asuka because now they're a team? Oh, but then we have Shayna and Naya come out. Oh, but then we have Mandy and Dana come out. So now they have their thing in there. So it just felt like a bunch of things in one where nothing actually connected there.
1: And Caleb Baldonado says, "How's the fightful family opening segment? Was cringy. Well, we're doing really good, but yes, that opening segment was very cringy. It was very bad. It was not good. Very, very frustrating. Um, well, then we get the match, and the match is not good either. I didn't think. I thought the. I mean, Nia Jax is not a good professional wrestler right now. I mean, she's just not good. The selling is terrible." Dana and Mandy are trying. They're, they're doing their best. Shane is trying, but it gets dragged down. It's just not – It's she has had a steep decline from where she was at her peak because there was a while where I would watch a Nia match, and I'd be like, all right, she's going to try new stuff. She's going to seem motivated. I just don't get that feeling anymore. I, I just don't see it.
2: Well, I think what's weird is that, you know, like you said, we've known a certain version of Shayna. And now since she's been with Nia, like, think about it. When they were all in the ring together... I mean, they had that little tease where Charlotte was going to ask Asuka about the Raw Women's Championship, but, you know, was cut off. But even then, like, why – I get why everybody was focusing, obviously, on the tag team belt. I get that. But why shouldn't there be somebody like Shayna saying, you know what, maybe I just don't care about the the Raw Tag Team Championship. Like, I've been there. Naya, you're great and all, but I want to go my own direction. And, hey, I have my eye on that. Like, you know, Asuka, I said that at one point I was going to come and challenge you. I said that you were going to be next or whatever that – you know, the, she had that one promo where she mentioned that she was going to come after the bout. And so for I think the reason why this is not connecting is because it doesn't feel believable. Like, you and I aren't believing that Shayna is not interested in the Raw Women's Championship because Shayna is a totally different character from what we saw her at one point to what she is now. So again, it's just not connecting to their authentic selves.
1: And uh, the thing is, like, we saw Charlotte allude to it. We saw Charlotte go that raw women's title. And then she got interrupted. So it's very clear that she's like favor for a favor. And that makes sense to me from a creative standpoint. It makes a lot of sense that Charlotte, it's not just the tag team titles that, that were in it for her. It was that as well. Um, Jonathan Hedman says, I'm an old 49. I'm so sad to see Oscar get the jobber entrance. What do the two have to do with each other? I don't know. Yay. Legends. Again, I don't think it matters that much. I mean, a jobber entrance. she won the match. They they won. So it's, I, I don't get that. Uh, also, Shayna Baszler, great transition into the finish. That was cool. Um, but yeah, this wasn't a strong way to bring back Charlotte for people who didn't necessarily want to see her. I'm all for it, but there has not been a lot of, there's, there's nothing new about her.
2: Yeah, like I'm with you on that. Like I'm completely for it. And it's just, yes, like they need to do something different with Charlotte. But at the same time, you know, they also just need to build up competitors to get to that level so that they could even have a program with Charlotte.
1: Bob Harris says Lacey has had more turns than a Rubik's Cube, but we can talk about that as well. That's
2: true. I'm always very confused. Like every week I'm like, oh, am I supposed to hate Lacey this week? Oh, no, I like her this week. Am I hating her? Like what's happening?
1: Yeah, it is... Well, this match was not good. Charlotte Naska beat Peyton and Lacey. Um, a very sloppy match, I thought, but probably one that Charlotte needed after six months off or something. She needs to get those reps in. But Charlotte wins with a figure eight, but Peyton and Lacey are arguing. And it's like, man, it's a great thing they split up the Iconics, I guess. So they could also split up Peyton and Lacey and then do nothing with them. They'll wrestle a main event a couple times, and that's it. But... Charlotte Noska get the win. Lacey, I I couldn't be less interested in Lacey Evans. And that's that's their fault. They they blew her from the jump because they had her come out and do the old wave and walk thing. Then she was like immediately in a title program with Becky Lynch and she lost a bunch of times. She's lost, lost, lost. So it was it was hard to build that back up, and they just haven't really really done her any favors trevor l says who's had more turns Lacey or big show oh big show without a doubt without well,
2: it's a doubt. just been like the time difference
1: drew nicholas said Did they really put the entire raw women's division and entire company's women's tag division on hold for six months for charlotte feels like it uh i've got a report coming on fightful select this week about the lana thing uh charlotte flair and like when when everybody found out about what was going to happen i've been working on on talking to people about that so subscribe to fightfulselect.com but people who dislike charlotte denise it would be very easy for them to assume like oh my gosh they threw away all this booking for charlotte
2: well okay look i don't know maybe you can you know shine some light on this but i don't feel like charlotte was always the plan here and I could be wrong, but it Not doesn't always. feel to it doesn't feel to me like she was always the plan to come in and, you know, be Asuka's mystery partner. I really thought that she could have brought been brought in later on. She could have been, you know, she could have been, she didn't have to win. She could have been, she could have came back at the Royal Rumble. She didn't have to win, but she could come back at the Royal Rumble. People love that stuff. Like, even if you love or hate somebody at the moment, just the fact that you haven't seen somebody in a really long time is always going to get some sort of pop. Obviously different in the Thunderdome, but whatever. You know, people are still going to have some sort of reaction to that. So I personally feel like they, like it was too soon for Charlotte to come back.
1: I don't know if it was too soon because it's been six months, but I thought it was a bad spot because they had that built up for Lana. And yeah, it wasn't always the plan, but it was the plan long enough ago to where it frustrated me when I found out. And I'm, I'm looking to kind of nail that down. It will be on Fightful Select uh, this week. So make sure you guys subscribe. Uh, even though it's Christmas week, I'm going to have a ton of news up there all throughout the week and the weekend. But, <sighs> oh boy, it's so frustrating so frustrating my friend wrestling rambles was in the chat i can't find her chat but she mentioned uh uh, the alexa bliss thing and said that that was her favorite part of the show my favorite part was probably the transition to the visual of alexa bliss that is as cheesy and corny and as ridiculously stupid as this can be i think it's cool that they can do that kind of stuff because of the unfortunate situation they're in denise
2: for a second, I thought, man, don't let it be the fiend. He just got burned alive yesterday. Yeah. I was going to be, I was like ready for it. I was like, it's going to be the fiend. They're just going to have him come back two seconds later. And then like right before they revealed Alexa Bliss, I thought to my head, okay, it's going to be Alexa Bliss. So I was very happy when it was Alexa because A, we've been wanting to see her for a long time and B, it continues what she was already doing on the show and C, it wasn't the fiend because I would have been pretty pissed.
1: Yeah, that would have been, but I mean, that would have been so WWE to do that as well. Um, this was Randy Orton coming, I'm getting a really bad promo. Oh, it's such a stupid promo.
2: What did he even say, Sean? The- I zoned out. It was one of those promos where there's this- so much talking that you're just like, yeah. what was being said? The smell I love- of
1: rotting flesh tends to linger. It's like, oh, oh.
2: Well, he could have just added Thunder Cookie in there and would have been no big deal, right?
1: Oh, man. But then they do the lights off, lights on gimmick, and they got a full swing set in the ring. And I was like, okay, that's cool. I know I know how they did it. They they did clever editing, but I don't care. I liked it when they did it with Sue Young and Deanna Perrazzo on Impact recently. Uh, I've liked it when they did it with Ethan Page and Karate Man, even though Ethan Page swears he's not Karate Man on Impact. I like it when they did that and I'm liking it here too. I, I probably didn't like it last week because that stupid finish with the fiend and Ra- Randy Orton, or was that two weeks ago? I don't know, but I, I thought it was, I thought that was a, a highlight of this show because it is, it is a very Alexa bliss thing to do. And I was fearful that because the fiend was gone, that maybe they might abandon the Alexa thing, but apparently they have grander plans in play.
2: Yeah. I thought the same thing. I thought they were going to just, you know, drop the end on the whole Alexa bliss thing. I didn't think they were going to tie any sort of ribbon around it or anything like that. So I am happy to see that they're continuing this. And I feel like she's been so good at it that I still want to see what else is left, especially if the fiend is not necessarily going to be there from what I'm guessing. I'm curious as to how she's going to continue furthering this on her own.
1: Yeah. I want to see that. And, uh, I'm interested to see how it plays out. Evan Wright says excited for Bray's new firefighter gimmick. Hey, maybe he'll bring back Paul Birchall and Rico. I think they were both firefighters. Jamlin Ryan B. Jam says Fiend is going to come back as Freddy Krueger. I mean,
2: he only come back in your nightmares though.
1: The funny thing, Denise, is that he has already, because of terrible WWE booking, had to reinvent himself like four or five times in seven years. Like, the the Wayland Mercy back backwoods thing could have lasted quite a while. Then he he kind of he did like the the dreadlocks and all that stuff, and he did the Broken Universe stuff with Matt Hardy, and now he's done the Fiend and the Firefly Funhouse, and now it's gotta be something else, and it's it's frustrating to see again. I feel like I say that two hundred times every single show.
2: Well, I think I'm. Can we see it as the glass half full? Maybe. I mean, he's been bringing something new all these times. You just mentioned all these reinventions. Yeah. So maybe that reinvention might be a good idea. Might.
1: Brian, he says, most of Raw, except for the Orton segment, in my opinion, was so cringe. And I mean, there's a lot of people, Denise, that would think that that Orton segment was very cringe. Like, there's a whole wide audience that would think that that sucked. I just happen to be in, in the group that, that didn't hate
0: it.
2: I was indifferent. I didn't really care for I thought it was cool to see Alexa Bliss. That was fine. But everything before that for me, I told you, it was not there was nothing that grabbed my attention. It was easy to completely zone out during this where I got to the point where I was like, What is Randy Orton saying, anyways?
1: (laughs) Disgruntled New York Jets fan Justin Lopez says, Except for the Bliss Orton stuff, this raw was worse than last week's episode. We may be in for another record low. Yeah, there's a real good possibility we're getting another record low because it's a holiday week in general. Uh, WWE got really, really fortunate tonight that it was the 21st and not the 23rd, 24th, 25th, 26th type of thing, Denise.
2: So that's what I wanted to say. Thank you so much because that reminded me. I went into this Raw thinking that we were going to be seeing a lot of uh, new things being incorporated into the show, especially because everybody was talking about that raw rating from last week. So I thought we were going to see, you know, whatever you want to call it, panic moves, whatever, right? I really thought that we were going to see this during this raw, some sort of difference, some sort of, you know, big bang moment. And I got to say that it didn't really feel that way. It felt like a continuation of everything that we've been seeing. And I really do think that and maybe it's the timing, like you said, it's the holidays. People tend to, you know, do their holiday things. So maybe
1: that, January? That, well, that well w- we did. We got the the legends gimmick. Like that's what they're oh, doing. Oh yeah, there. two
2: weeks from now. Yeah, that's right. right.
1: But to be fair, they did set a man on fire last night so they announced they announced people
2: here though they're grown people sean
1: but that's the big bang thing and they've done this it's been real bad the last two years denise it's been real bad since that you are the authority thing they they brought up a bunch of nxt people they had no plans for them not a not a one plan then they were like oh well we're gonna turn all the lights out during the third hour of raw and we'll see how that works. Well, it didn't. They gave up on it. And then they were like, oh, well, no more wrestling during commercials. So they did two out of three falls and no contests and restarts all the time. Then they're like, oh, well, a superstar shakeup. We'll do another shakeup. Well, then they forgot about it. They were like, oh, wait, we got to have this person on this show and this person's married to this person. Oh, we screwed it up. Wild card. We'll do the wild card. That's what we'll do. Then six months after the shakeup, they're like, well, you know, we completely botched that. We messed up that wild card thing and the shakeup. Here's another draft. We're going to do another draft. Let's go with another draft. And then, then they were like, well, you know what? We, we still want some people to be on brand to brand invitation. That's what we're going to do. That's, that's it. Well, then, then that didn't work. Oh, let's have people fight without ropes, raw underground. Hey, while that's going on, we're going to have Ali and that old announcer, Dio Madden, we're going to have him shoot stuff with bazookas. Retribution! And then they did another draft. And, oh, by the way, there there was an NXT invasion peppered in there somewhere. Uh, A giant invasion angle.
2: I think (sighs) we just recapped, like, all of 2020 for WWE.
1: Well, that's been the last couple years. Just since that you or the authority promo that since those are all the harebrained ideas that they've come up with instead of let's just make a good show. Let's make a good show where our titles matter and our stars feel really cool. And there's funny comedy on there and there's good wrestling on there. And there's all this and that, like instead of that, it's always some harebrained scheme, like some stupid scheme instead of let's just make a show that makes sense and is really good. Hmm.
2: And I think the answers are there. It's not like people haven't been silent about what they think would be great for the show. Everybody's been very vocal about this on social media. So the answers are out there.
1: Guys, I am working on preventing the freezing. It looks like it's on my behalf. Uh, I had somebody come and look at it this weekend. Didn't do any good. But I will make it work. I will make it work. Drew Nicholas says, Fiend was set on fire at Hell in a Cell 2019 never recovered. Yeah. They screwed him up too.
2: Don't remind me. (laughs)
1: Uh, (laughs) Res dog 92 says the adult content they should be going for is not treating the audience like kids, short attention spans. So here's my line of thinking, Denise, when they went to more mature content in the late nineties, it actually attracted a younger audience because it's edgy. It's edgy. And it emulates, I mean, people are usually ahead of the curve on that type of thing. Uh.
2: Yeah, I remember there were some very edgy stuff that I had to be removed out of the room for because I was not oh, yeah. of age to see. Uh, and it's funny because there's some stuff that I saw that were like, rated m for mature or rated r whatever you want to call them that i never even saw till like years later and i was like wait i was watching that why didn't i see that oh that's that's that time that my uncle kicked me out of the room because i i couldn't watch that btw you know i watched hla in 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 the audience and i was like like 10 11 and i was very very confused but it was one of those moments that always stuck to me always
1: yeah i would imagine so uh, but
2: it's those things that, like, it, it still, like, piques your interest, even if you're like, don't know anything about it. You're like, well, what's happening there? I've never it'll, seen it'll,
1: that. It'll, it'll pique your interest, <laughs> all right. brian <laughs> Heath says, Did I see Carlito in the Legends package? Yes. And if you want to have a Legend package, check out bluechew.com, code FIGHTFUL. Jam on Ryan B. Jam says, I feel like WWE is just a cartoon villain now. Do all this. Comp-
0: Say goodbye
1: Complicated nonsense plans that never work, rather than simple, good wrestling. Here's the thing, Denise. Uh, Gosh, I hate it because I know that people be like, well, you like AEW so much. AEW. Oh,
2: Sean, be ready.
1: AEW establishes that their championships mean a whole lot, that you want to become the champion. And subsequently, people want to win matches at all costs because of those championships. And then when they get there or they don't get there, they have a ready-made story because they worked so hard or they developed this, they developed that, they worked with this person, they they beat this person to get there. Natural stories develop when the top prize is worth something. But when you're WWE and you have all these championships and you just I don't even care if there are short reigns. That that happens. UFC titles switch hands all the time. It's just they they never emphasize the importance of that because they constantly have their champions lose. Their champions never, uh, okay, I don't want to say never. Their champions rarely feel like they are the best at what they're doing, and that that's a problem. That's a well, big I, problem.
2: I think that the reason for that is because no one is doing something different. The problem is that everybody's sort of on the same playing field. And when you look at the talent, when you look at the roster, and one of those examples that I was talking about today on Twitter was Grand Matalik. It's like if you were to let somebody like a Grand Matalik do what they can do, it would spruce things up immediately. And I think that's one of the things that we definitely need to see is we need to see guys do what – they could do go to their full potential and I hate to say like it it, this may not be like the best description of this but whatever like infuse whatever it is that they were doing before but incorporated into WWE while still keeping that you know that WWE style that they like I think there's a way to infuse both of those things and we just need to bring something different because you know and you you talk about AEW and I think that's probably a little bit of an example is that you want to see people bring different styles and that's what you're seeing so you're seeing that to a certain extent on AEW. So we do need to see that in WWE. But then also people say, oh, I just you know want to watch good wrestling. Want to watch good wrestling. WWE's not bringing it to me. I will say this. There are other companies that are bringing great, fantastic wrestling that are out there. And you could find that wrestling out there because it is out there. And so it's just a give and take. And there's things that need to be done. And you know, hopefully one day they will be.
1: Yeah, I agree. Jonathan Hedman says, I'd be okay with an Iconics reunion. I thought that's where a lot of the Billy Kay stuff was going. And if they traded Peyton to SmackDown, I'd be fine with that as well. I would be completely fine with that. Uh, I believe we, yeah, we have another super chat SRS getting days off. I see a toy vomit trip coming quite possible, quite possible. Evan Wright says Riker living his dream of beating up minorities. He did. uh, This is his first main roster match ever. I'll say this. Elias having an enforcer for when he gets interrupted, that makes a lot of sense. I just completely understand why people don't necessarily want it to be him. He won with a a sit-out choke bomb that actually looked really good pretty quickly. This was a squash. Metalik briefly, like, threatened Elias, who was very funny sitting in the corner playing music. I like Elias here. It makes sense. It's just, it is hard to jump on that. And to me, even beyond the the type of behavior that he's had. It's the fact that he dragged Cutler and Blake down with him. The fact that he dragged those two hardworking dudes who spent years at the PC down with him. And he was only off TV two days longer than them. That's what's frustrating to me. Uh, what did you think of uh, Jackson Riker, Denise?
2: Well, I have to agree with you in that sense because you know, we all know we all know the story behind why people are so bothered by this. We all know everything that went down on social media and the you know, they didn't necessarily have to, you know, suffer the way that he not suffer that's not they, he, they shouldn't have been punished is what i'm saying because we don't know their beliefs but at the same but, but it doesn't matter because you know what they did they stayed quiet they didn't say anything All right, so you shouldn't get punished for not saying anything. So I do agree with you in that it's not fair him coming back two days later. It's just like, come on, dude. And it's unfortunate to say because I feel also like nowadays, like, it's so easy to get soured on someone and I and I don't like to be that person that's like, Oh, I don't want to give second chances or anything like that. But there are some things that I personally cannot just pass along that I just can't forget happened. So That's where I'm at, but that's a personal choice everybody has to make, and that's the personal choice that I made where I'm like, dude, I can't guess past who you are in real life and the things that you said, so excuse me, I'm out.
1: Yeah, and also, kudos, WWE. Glad you split Kalisto from the Lucha House Party. Just had to do that. You're doing so much with these guys. Great decision. Iconics and Lucha House Party had to split them up. Uh, had to split up Angel Garza and Andrade too. Maybe we'll see where Andrade Andrew lands. Garza,
2: please, Sean, Andrew, Andrew Garza. <laughs> uh,
1: he has emerged from main event to defeat Drew Gulak. This was very quick. Uh, pretty weird that they're having Drew Gulak coach all these big men when he gets distracted by a pair of pants, Denise.
2: Hey, a pair of pants can be distracting, especially if who's wearing them. You just
1: never wow, know. Wow, Denise. <laughs> Bryant Heath says, literally walked <laughs> into my room, saw Riker on my TV, and immediately turned the channel. I hate this S <laughs> word. Damn. Damn on Ryan B. Damn says, make Denise sing all the Christmas songs during your special. Can you sing, Denise?
2: No, I'm a terrible singer. I'm not. Yeah, I've heard.
1: I'm pretty good singer. You know, singer. Sean, I
2: can't have all the talents here, okay? I gotta be bad at something. <laughs> what? Good one, although my high vocals are pretty great, though I can bust out some Cindy Lauper lines. Like, you should hear me sing Cindy Lauper, it's well, bloody fantastic. No, it's not actually, gonna happen anytime let's, soon.
1: Let's save it for the holiday stream. She's no, gonna sing no, Cyndi Lopper. no. I'll, I'll be your Captain Lou Albano, I'll be in the video, and Sean, you'll that. lose That's
2: all your viewers. I'll point
1: at, I'll, I'll you, point at you like this.
2: <laughs> you would lose all of your viewers <laughs> with me uh, singing.
1: Oh, <laughs> uh, we'll see how it goes. <sighs> ah, Trevor, next? Trevor L says Hardy bros versus hurt biz was the highlight of raw. They have embraced fully. Matt Riddle is a stoner. Like it was, it was like maybe alluded to before full Get on. toasted. Yes. Full on. He's a stoner now, Denise.
2: Would, I mean, that's kind of considered mature content. Oh,
1: I guess so. They're having him be towley from uh South park
2: Well, that promo that he cut, though, I was very confused by it. I think my my end thoughts were I'm confused, but I'm also inspired by this. There was something that he said in there. It was just a lot of very descriptive things like, oh, Joe Rogan's podcast and let's get toasted. And that's really all I remember from what he said on this promo.
1: Let's grill some treats. Yeah, that was it was pretty, pretty distinct. And I mean, yeah, it, it was evident. Uh, I've got a, actually a, a story about Riddle coming up soon on Fightful Select. A very interesting one people are going to want to hear. Again, th- uh, tying some loose ends up in figuring that one out. But uh, reports are he's closing in on a new contract. I have also heard something very similar. Uh, we'll see how that that goes. I mean, he's having some some personal struggles to say the least, but WDB is, is still backing him. But uh Evan Wright says the pothead teaming with the alcoholic. Woo. Yeah. That did seem like a little bit weird that they were like, they make all these jokes about Jeff Hardy's sobriety and they're clearly making pothead jokes right next. I to
2: didn't it. even think about that. To be honest, like I didn't make the connection, yeah. but that was just my bad.
1: I mean, I, I won't share my, my thoughts on marijuana as it compares to alcohol, but I think one is less harmful than the other for sure. The VIP lounge happened and they had a photo shoot and R Truth crashed it. I thought that was a very funny spot. All yeah, that was do- pretty hilarious. All the dorks chased him. That was not funny. That's just it just makes everybody look stupid. But R Truth was really good here.
2: Well, I mean that for like the couple of seconds that he was there, yeah, perfectly yeah. fine. You know? I think I think what I like is the little subtleties that we're seeing between Cedric and Shelton where, you know, we had that whole thing last night where, you know, he, he, he got, he tagged Cedric tags himself and gets the, gets the win. But then tonight, Shelton Benjamin's like talking, he's going about his spiel. And then Cedric just like starts talking. And I do like like those little things that they're doing to continue setting up whatever they're setting up down the line.
1: Yeah. Uh, Cedric is killing it. Cedric Alexander is doing amazing. And it's something I brought up on on last night's show. He's like, he's like that brash athlete you see on the team, but he's so good that you just let him do it. Because this is one of those rare things. Like, you know, we, we talk about 50-50 booking a lot, Denise. This was a 50-50 booked feud until three weeks ago. Because three weeks ago, Cedric started to win. And then he won again. And then he won last night. And he's been so brash and arrogant about it. And MVP... Like when I see him, it's like MVP looks at him and he's like, you know what? It's annoying, but that used to be me and I used to win and I used to win titles. And that's how I felt when I won titles. So MVP, having been in that role, gets it. And he's like, you know what? It's a little bit annoying, but we're going to let this winner keep winning. And I like that.
2: You know, I didn't think Cedric had it in him in terms of personality wise. Me, I mean, we already knew it in ring wise, but I do think that ever since that he, you know, teamed up with the Hurt Business, I do think that we are seeing this growth in his character where he's actually pretty entertaining, pretty interesting. I'm I'm paying attention when he's doing something. And I, I couldn't say that a couple of months ago. I mean, I think a couple of months ago we were out here laughing about the promos that he was cutting alongside Ricochet.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Evan Wright says, love the Big Swole tweets on Sunday night content. Of, yeah, Big Swole, the, the the wife of Cedric Alexander. I tweeted about him, and she tweeted me back. Did you see the pitch that I made to her?
2: I didn't see any of this.
1: Oh, I, I made a pitch to her. And it? I I said, Big Swole, will you please join my group of wrestling scoopsters? We will be called the Dirt Business. And she, did not, she didn't go for it. She didn't go you know- for it.
2: Sean, if I was, like, another dude and my uh, my toxic masculinity was getting, you know, above me, I, and then, like, let's say I was, like, a competitor of yours and, like, I didn't like you, I would so take that tweet and make so much fun of you. Why? I would use that against you. I and, don't know. And
1: you know what I would do to anybody that would do that? I'd tell them to get absolutely fucked <laughs> because I am going to have fun doing my job there are people that do that. They're like, oh, yeah. look, look at you. Look, at you. I don't give a shit. I'm covering <laughs> pro wrestling, man. I'm going to have fun doing this. I, I could be working for the, the Lexington Herald leader covering some boring ass sports, some boring ass high school sports. No, thank you. No disrespect. to People that do that. I don't want to do that. I want to have fun. And you know what? I'm going to get a group together. We are going to be the dirt business. And, I don't know, Denise. Maybe maybe we'll get you to join. Maybe. I don't know.
2: I will send you literal actual dirt. <laughs> I don't have any scoops to give you, Sean, Jordan unfortunately. Grace,
1: Jordan Grace and Tom Lawler already did that. I put out a tweet last oh, week. Damn. And I said, pro wrestlers, please send me dirt in my DMs. And, they, and Tom Lawler sent me a video of him leaking dirt through his fingers. And Jordan Grace sent me one of actual dirt in hands so there you go guys that those are my dirt sources right there they expose themselves
2: yeah i'm still shocked that you wouldn't show it's on your phone by the way
1: i ain't nobody getting on my phone ever ever one day
2: i will steal your phone and then that's how i'm gonna that's how i'm gonna beat you in followers i'm gonna post everything (laughs) denise Sean, have-, have you heard the saying, keep your friends close? What is it again? Damn. Keep your friends close. Keep your enemies closer. Thank you. I forgot the one saying I was going to say. You don't know. I might have some plans in store for you and down the line. Oh,
1: man. So this match, Riddle uh, and Lashley, they were in the ring a lot. If they're holding this off till Royal Rumble, they're probably going to end up doing this match in some form like three times before then, which I'm like, ah. I could see them moving it to the Legends edition of Raw, too, to add something to it. But really, I just think that Legends edition of Raw is going to be like, hey, here's all these people backstage eating catering like they did last time.
2: We just saw a bunch of Legends, too, for the Undertaker farewell. I know. The final farewell. We just had that.
1: And it it was that. Uh, Hannah M. says, I, for one, do not want to see your phone. (laughs) Yeah. Uh Destiny I FOMO. Really- Whoa, what's on
2: <laughs> I would pay good money to see what's on your phone. <laughs>
1: I'm sure a lot of people would pay a lot of money to see what's on my phone. But that's why these people have only fans and I don't. Um so anyway, Jeff Hardy. Sean, you're
2: missing out. If you had an OnlyFans, you don't know, man. There's people out there that would pay.
1: Oh, I know they would. I know they would. You're missing out, Sean. But anyway. Jeff Hardy, Matt Riddle, they got some good offense. They've got some good tandem offense. I love the Hardy bros name. I think that's very funny. But the, the match was fine. And I, I I loved Lashley beating Jeff Hardy with a full Nelson instead of Matt Riddle. Matt Riddle's outside. He he took the tumble. Bobby Lashley keeps looking strong. And you're sitting there smug, Denise. I have to disagree
2: with you. I I think that I am so sick and tired with you. Yeah. You know, repeat this. You're Everybody's going to want to hear this twice. Actually. I am so sick and tired of just having Bobby Lashley be everybody. It's not doing anything for me. And I get it. They're building him up. I get it. I'm not dumb. This isn't my first rodeo, but it's not working for me. I don't see any reason why Jeff Hardy should get beat. Secondly, I don't see any reason why Matt Riddle, Shouldn't be getting any pins. Give the guy some wins, man. Something. Something. Uh, That's why I had the stank face.
1: JL says WWE should hire Denise as a writer. WWE will never hire Denise Salcedo for anything.
2: Why not? I would be a fantastic writer.
1: Save this tweet. They will never hire Denise Salcedo for. And anything. I
2: would get Taylor Swift to come out at WrestleMania and watch. Oh, those numbers! They would be skyrocket high. Guys, find uh, them ratings.
1: Guys, send super chats of what you think is in my phone. I'll give I'll give some credit here. Uh, people people pay for my OnlyFans, but just Johnny says SRS have a pick of Luke steroids, and then uh, I just have pics of Luke. <laughs>
2: what's up do you have an obsession with luke that i don't know about well are you in love with luke what's happening he's a good
1: friend i appreciate luke but uh yeah uh, by the way t-bar defeated ricochet like here's my thing rick like retribution is so low on the totem pole that ricochet doesn't even care about them when he's in his match like he's facing t-bar and he's too busy beating up mace and ali And then he gets hit with the feast your eyes. Well, I've feasted my eyes on some dog shit booking, Denise. And that's what we saw uh, with Retribution all through the autumn. T-Bar's getting a win. Too little, too late. I already don't care about him.
2: Did you notice how much commentary was putting over his size? That was 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 one of the...
1: To put over your size, use bluechew.com, code fightful.
2: So that was one of the things that I noticed. I was like, oh, so now we're going to... A, now we're doing something with Retribution. And B, now we're doing something with T-Bar. And it's going to be the whole, let's go now over to big guys. Because maybe big guys will boost those ratings.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I'm just like, if they would have done this from the, the get-go, from the shoot, maybe we'd care about Retribution, Denise. Maybe if if T-Bar was getting a win and... They hadn't been portrayed as losers the entire time. We would care. but Can they turn it
2: around? Is there still hope?
1: Yeah, I think there is still hope. Because if you remember where the Dark Order was last year, it was real bad. Maybe worse than this. Dark Order was one of the worst things in wrestling a year ago. And um, yeah, I, I think that now it's uh, it, it's a salvageable thing. And Dark Order is very good now. It's one of my favorite things on AEW. So yeah, I think it is. And I think that they have entertaining people like Mia Yem and Dio Madden and Dominic Dijakovic, which hopefully he does not ever go by that name again. But uh yeah. yeah I've been I, seeing
2: I, his last name that. wrong this whole time.
1: Well, it's because they've they've changed it so much. He he was Dominic, uh he was Dominic Dijak and then he was Dijakovic or
2: Dijakovic's or, what I've been saying.
1: Whatever. It's a stupid stupid addition anyway. D-Lo Dig says, can we talk about the look Lashley gave Cedric in the VIP lounge? Do you think it's setting up to a potential U.S. title match? I think it could.
2: I think they have a lot of potential with the Hurt Business right now. And I want to let them stew, do their thing, go about how they're doing things. But then obviously we know that there's going to be some sort of implosion down the line.
1: Uh, D-Lo Dig says, notice Lashley's side eye. Uh, during the lounge yep I mean that's this is what i'm I'm digging I'm liking it i I it it's planting a seed denise this is the the light storytelling that I enjoyed so much with Batista and Triple H I'm not trying to compare it to that I'm just saying when Batista and Triple H had their big turn for weeks and weeks and weeks you just saw Batista looking at Triple H a certain way or looking at him behind his back or noticing things. That That's what I like. I like the subtleties. And oh, by the way, Vince McMahon wanted to do that split immediately and then blow off their match well before. And Triple H said, no, we're not doing that. We're waiting till Mania. Wow. Disgruntled New York Jets fan Justin Lopez says if Riddle were going by Matt Riddle, he could refer to himself as new Matt in the Hardy Bros team. on the new Matt, bro. That, that would be really good.
2: I can see that. I could definitely see that. By the way, just heads up, like disgruntled New York Jets fan. My fiance is a Jets fan. And boy, did I get a talk this Sunday.
1: Bengals won tonight. Beat the Steelers. That never happens, especially on Monday Night Football. You love to see it. Jonathan Hedman says, Retribution doesn't have a BTE or a John Silver. That is a very good point. I don't see anybody that's within that group that could be John Silver. Now, here's the thing. I don't necessarily think the man behind Slapjack can be that, but I think Slapjack, that mask and the idea of it is ridiculous enough to where he could pull off something John Silver esque, Denise.
2: Yeah. And also, I mean, like they might not have those things, but they do have Mustafa Ali.
1: Yep. Uh they do. I mean, he's he's more of a serious wrestler, but yeah, but sure. Got
2: him. Hey, I'm trying to get I'm trying to build up retribution here. This is the only hope they have is me trying to boost them up. <laughs>
1: Guys, get your Super Chats in. Please leave a thumbs up. But yeah, get those Super Chats in. Uh, donate some on that holiday stream that is already up for tomorrow. Evan Wright says, sing the Dark Order Christmas special earlier today. Then Retribution, it's such a letdown and such a big contrast. It's how good presentation equals get over. Dark Order got themselves over. They did ridiculous stuff on BTE, and Tony Khan said, I want that on my show. I don't care what we've done before. Th- they, they were willing to be entertaining and they, were, and they had somebody that was willing to let them adapt, and that that goes a long way. Uh, Timmy God 301 says, SRS has a pick of Oli Davis's before and after for his manscaped results on his phone. And Destiny FOMO, an OnlyFans superstar, says, am I the only one who would pay to see Sean's feed on OnlyFans? I think she just did that to promote hers. I think that's what she's, yeah, I think that's what happened there. Sean, uh, but,
2: I would not pay money to see your feet on OnlyFans, I would okay? Hope nobody
1: would. I would hope nobody would. <laughs> Jonathan Hedman says, consolidate the world title tag titles also. Just treat the championships as something of value. But AEW does that part right. I don't want the tag titles consolidated. I don't want that because I want stakes on each one of these shows. WWE has proven that they won't do something good with one set of women's tag titles so i don't want one set of men's tag titles uh i i just i don't want that yeah but
2: we just need more tag teams we need something to fill to fill it in
1: well they they have teams like there are a lot of people that say oh well there are no teams they do feel like it it doesn't feel like it but then when you look at it there's OK, AJ Styles is going to team with almost, but you've got two different combinations of the Hurt Business you can use. You got Miz and Morrison, Lucha House Party, New Day, uh, two different combinations of We already know
2: the Lucha House Party ain't going to be taken seriously, though. Sure. So you oh, can man. already eliminate them, which is
1: unfortunate. They're still teams. And then you've got Elias and Jackson Riker now. Over on SmackDown, you got Nakamura and Cesaro. <laughs>
2: you can eliminate them, too.
1: It doesn't matter. They're They're teams. You've got Street Profits, Cutler and Blake, Chad Gable and Otis, the Mysterio family. You've got Rude and Ziggler. You've got like like probably 13, 14 teams between these two brands, but it's just none of them have been ever been booked to an appropriate level. And yeah.
2: Fine, then I'll rephrase that. We need teams that people care about, that people actually see as a team. Well,
1: that's That's on the booking. That's on the booking to fix that. There you go. Oh, man. Okay, so Valob says, why were there teams, uh, team tags in a street fight? Isn't it no DQ? I like to finish even though Keith Lee is working more big man and less his style. So let's go back to the beginning. Well, first off, yes. I don't know why everybody didn't just fight each other. It was so weird. But I loved the Miz-AJ thing for Miz TV. I loved AJ being mad, and I loved Miz being sincere. He was like... I know I screwed up. I know I messed up. That contract meant everything to me. And him acting like he was going to get AJ and Marine seven and posting that poster with a tiny AJ. That was good stuff, Denise. That's the kind of comedy I want to see.
2: I mean, it's maybe not the comedy I want to see, but it it was fine (laughs) for what it was. Mm -hmm. Um, But I, I don't. For me, it was more of the whole like the read along that they did or like the, the uh, where Drew, Keith and Seamus where they were doing the little script thingy that oh. came across as a little goofy for me.
1: I wasn't was feeling terrible. it as, very much. That, it took a nosedive into the mountains then coasting along, just flying. Whah, bam. That poem was so stupid. I didn't even get the poem. Well, it was stupid, and let me know, let me tell you, I wrote some Christmas lyrics over the past couple of weeks, so I know it ain't that hard, Denise. I did that entire thing—wrote, recorded, filmed, and edited a song in an hour. It is not difficult to do. They read a goddamn poem. WWE loves to make their baby faces these <laughs> guys, and it's never fucking funny. It's never funny. yes it's like that so Keith Lee gets bumped into Seamus and Seamus is like (laughs) no I'm not gonna watch the tape back that would make too much sense I'm gonna be so What's happening Seamus doesn't watch the tape Denise he can't watch the tape and be like oh AJ kicked him into me I'm a normal human being. No, they got to make him look as dumb as possible, Denise. And Drew's like, hey, dummy, it was an accident.
2: Yeah. Well, actually, my whole thing with the holiday street fight was that I felt like they Before
1: were. we even there.
2: Oh, well, never mind. Then I don't there. even get into that. Oh, wait. <laughs> Sorry. My bad.
1: Oh, man. So we get the holiday street fight and everybody's. Gee, I wonder when I'm going to get tagged in. I would like to participate in this street fight without any rules. When would you would you like to tag me, sir? I would I would really appreciate a tag into this match. Perhaps I can use a, a candy cane in which to beat on my opponent. Oh, look at those presents! I'd like to throw someone into them, but I've got to wait for the tag. There are no rules, of course, but I I must wait for a tag. What the hell? This is so stupid. It got fun, but this was stupid.
2: No. Okay, here's the thing about the holiday street fight. It was a street fight, but it was wrestled like a regular match. They didn't even really use the weapons.
1: How did the eggnog there?
2: It felt like they were just decorations around the ring, and that's it.
1: Yeah, I mean, I like that. Like, AJ getting powerbombed through eggnog? sign me up thrown into presence but more a- of
2: that we need more of that that's the yes. whole point of the actual match i want to see just crazy stuff happen i don't want to just see a little bit happen i need more
1: and honestly this is the type of thing i think would have been better suited for riddle and jeff hardy it would have been really funny with them especially with like matt riddle cutting the type of promo that he did like it would have made a lot more sense also almost I'm really digging Omos. Just he doesn't care. He catches somebody. You're going through a table. Uh, Give me that. I don't care if he can wrestle. All I need is for him to put somebody through a table. Uh, Oh, Seamus'
2: face was hilarious during that when he got caught by Omos. That was hilarious.
1: uh, Also, Seamus ate the table hard. It would look it looked nasty. But um, Keith Lee wins with the Spirit Bomb on Miz. And then gets broke kicked. Okay, sure. I thought that was an okay finish.
2: I thought that was... a. I actually liked the way that Raw ended today. If anything, I thought that was probably the most memorable part of the whole entire show. But I really do think that they could have uh, done a little something more with this match. Especially because it's a Holiday Street fight. Like, I'm not tuning in for my basic six-man tag. Like, I'm tuning in for something a little extra fun.
1: That was Monday Night Raw. Reminder, guys... Tuesday, 9 p.m. Eastern, we'll be doing the holiday stream. All the proceeds go to our staff, our non-contracted staff, as a holiday bonus. And Jimmy Van will match that. So if you don't mind, we've got the stream up already. Go over there, donate. We're going to be doing all kinds of fun stuff, Denise.
2: That scares me, Sean. When you say fun stuff, like, I'm starting to think I'm going to call in sick for this.
1: We're going to sing. We're going to sing some songs. Demigod says, uh, read my Samoa Joe Super Chat question. Is he a full-time announcer now? I mean, right now, yes, but he swears up and down that he's not done wrestling. Samoa Joe has said, no, I'm not done wrestling by a long shot. So we'll see how that goes. But uh, sorry sorry about missing that one, Demigod. Thank you very much for sending that in. Denise, you got a lot of stuff going on. Tell the people what you're up to.
2: Dang, I do got I was about to say, what do I have going on? Everything. But uh, yeah, it's just like the, the same stuff every single week.
1: Pulling and Chino's weight while he's gone. Yes, yeah,
2: exactly. Kids. You know how many times I've had to fill in for Rick Chino? And I I take the spot and you know, do the do the work. Man, anyways, but seriously though um follow me on twitter and instagram because that's where i share all of my show information for like every single podcast that i'm on you can find that on twitter and instagram and then also do not miss my show on wednesday on the f4w online youtube channel i'm gonna go on it's i'm calling it late late night with denise it's gonna be pretty great so come in there and i'm gonna start at 9 p.m eastern time which is midnight uh no sorry 9 p.m pacific standard time and it's midnight eastern time so come into the show we're gonna talk about aw nxt and it's just gonna be fun and we're gonna be doing some extra cool stuff so make sure to check that out and then youtube.com slash denise salcedo
1: we have exclusive articles up all week on fightful.com make sure you guys check it out just because it's christmas week doesn't mean we don't have a lot of content uh up for you also i'm gonna go ahead and plug it. I'm working on a big Royal Rumble feature. I think this might be one of the best things I've ever put out. It'll release a couple of weeks before the Rumble. Hoping to do a video with it. I've talked to 15 wrestlers within WWE, AEW, all over the place, uh, including some Royal Rumble winners about this uh, and some people off the record. So I'm going to have some scoops on how some of the older Royal Rumbles have worked as well. Those will be on FightfulSelect.com. Please subscribe to our – or follow us on Twitch – Twitch.tv slash Fightful Gaming. And please subscribe to Fightful Scraps. That's YouTube.com slash Fightful Scraps. That will be our Clips channel. I really want to hit that 1,000 subscriber mark. That way we can go ahead and monetize it. Fact, guys, thank you all so much. We're out